Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill Podcast, where we give you the brutal truth of reality. Today's guest, Cap G, uh, rapper, actor, former cover boy of the Double XL Freshman cover. That's a very controversial statement to make. A lot of people split on these freshman covers and all these kids on here because I don't know who the fuck they are. Uh, yes, but Cap G, who is Mexican, is going to talk to us a little bit about um, how his family got here, uh, the trials and tribulations his mother went through as they migrated from Mexico to the United States and how he feels about the ongoing immigration debate in the United States of America, kids being separated from their families, people being dehumanized, and how that reflects on him. We also going to talk a little about a little bit uh, different things. What it's like to be a rapper. Who's in your DMs? And of course, we're going to discuss our producer Maddie and his ongoing search for the finest black women in all of the world. All of those things today. Cap G, very heartfelt, this young man, about what's going on with his Mexican people. Pop some pills. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we rolling? rolling? You know, I always like when rappers come to the show. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Two reasons. Number one, for Lauren. Cap, I don't know if you know, but see Lauren right here? Yes, sir. <laughs> she loves rappers, no, man. She loves rappers. She, she loves like rappers. No, What'd you try to say? She's like, she said, no, I don't. She Everybody. loves rappers. Yeah. Number one, before we even, before further ado, y'all give it up for Cap G, man. Y'all yeah. Cap yes, G. Sir. All right. This young man is doing his thing. Now we can talk about Lauren and her whole rapper thing. <laughs> i tell you, when Lauren, like, was first working here or whatever she would come in she used to be a flight attendant and stuff like that you know? okay and then i saw her at this place on melrose okay and it was her and like six rappers seven rappers oh that's how that's how we doing it <laughs> that's how we doing it i seen the chains niggas had chains chains on chains on and but, um, another reason why i like when rappers come through to the show is because until a rapper is in front of you, you think that you're doing good in life, right? I'm thinking, yo, I got my own car, I got my own crib, I'm doing it. And when I looked at this nigga sneakers and they said Balenciaga on the side of them. <laughs> and I was, I realized, you know, I got a ways to go, man. You out here doing your thing in these streets, bro. Yes, sir, man. How I'm goes it for to. you, man? Everything going good, man. You know, I got the Balenciagas. I came from Reebok, so hey, we doing very well. I love to hear that. Moving yes, up, sir. moving up. Uh, we gonna talk to, I, I was, I reached out to you, I just, if you guys are wondering um, how Cap going on the show, I always like to see when, and obviously y'all know the music, y'all listen to my hip-hop fans out here, y'all know the music, y'all know this boy was on a, it was, a, got a, a very, I think it's a high honor, um, last year, mm-hmm. you Double were X, yeah. on the uh, XXL freshman cover, man. Yes, sir, high honor. High, yeah, so... First of all, before we even get into why you're on it today, that list, right, why you're here today, because we're, we're going to talk about a specific issue, but I want, I do want to touch on that real quick. That freshman cover has become one of the most controversial things yeah. in rap music, because you're on that cover with some of the greats. Yeah. You're on that, we're talking about going back in the day, Lupe and yeah. K- all of these guys are on Nipsey, the freshman. Nipsey, Future, Future. From, like you said, Lupe, Wale, yeah. Uh, everybody. Yes, sir. I, did Drake make it? I'm pretty sure Drake had to have been on the freshman Kendrick, cover. Kendrick, Kendrick, I don't think Drake Kendrick, did. All, J. Cole. J. Cole, yeah, all Kendrick, of those guys. Kendrick, all those did it, though, yeah. So, first of all, what was it like when they told you that you was going to be on it? Oh, man, I remember I was at my mom's crib. My manager slash brother told me. It was crazy. It was crazy because I done, like, I remember when I first got signed in, like, 2012, I got the cover with, who was on the Schoolboy Q, mm. Joey Badass, uh, Logic. I was like, you know, I'm going to make it on there. I even put a post on IG. I'm like, I'm going to make it on here one day. So it was just crazy. You know, I always been a hip-hop fan, so I always just love rap. So, yeah, it was crazy Big when honor. I made it. Yeah. So what, what do you think when you see people 
talking about like this year's list came out, and I'm not even gonna lie, I could not yeah. name one motherfucker on the list. Like I'm nah. like I'm 38, I'm like yo man, and these kids make a lot of good music. <laughs> yeah. I go out there and I'm listening to it. What do you think about? Because we look at past freshman lists and those guys have gone on to blow up so big. Mm-hmm. What do you think about people getting all up in arms and upset about who they put on the cover? Man, I just feel like you know. I feel like a lot of people who get upset about it be a lot of times like older people. You know, I feel like the people who made it this year, they like the ones who who really representing the youth. I guess like mm. that's who the youth listening to. So right. I can see like people over twenty seven and up, like who is you know these cats. But I like their music. I think it's entertaining. I like to listen to it. You know, to get turned up and jump. Um, you know what? Something else that, that my little brother told me. My little what? brother. My little brother was like, "Yo, man, it's the freshman list. Yeah, it ain't the we graduated in the '90s list. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. said it's the freshman list. It's the dudes that's doing it. That's about to be big. It's like why don't why why y'all why everybody kind of got to be on it like that? What do you think yeah. about this sort of division between you know like the older hip hop dudes right now? Mm-hmm. There's changing the guard because here's something that's happening in hip hop and people don't know. Yeah. This is the only point, really, where there have ever been old rappers. Like, hip-hop wasn't old enough mm-hmm. in the past to have old, successful rappers. So yeah. we're talking about Hov still spitting at 50. We're talking about right. M in his mid-40s. We're talking about all of these guys that normally would have been boxed out the paint. You're right. But hip-hop has been around long enough. That's true. So they still in the game and they have such an imprint, sometimes they don't want to let it go. And you get you have situations to where, like, you know, a situation with a little pump or like people talking about, you know, J. Cole kind of coming to him, they squash that up, they piece that up. But like, yeah. do you feel like sometimes in hip hop, right now the older dudes won't step aside and let you younger cats live? Uh I feel like it's like that. For the ones who do feel that type of way, I feel like it's like that. You know, cause like you said, hip hop. It's just now getting old enough for cats like Jay-Z, you know, he he his age and still rapping. I feel like Nas, Jay-Z, all these cats, they started when, Nas you too, know, just put an album you know out. what I'm saying? Push yeah. it, just put an album out. Yeah, they started when they was young too, but it's just now it's starting to grow now. And I feel like this is just evolution, dog. It's evolution. This mm-hmm. what it, what it is now. And you're going to always have your cats who going to be the J. Coles, the Kendricks, and you got the cats who... You know, make the music for entertainment, entertainment, the clubs, you know, whatever you want to call it. I noticed, bro, you know, how old are you? I'm 23. So you're 23? Yeah. This is always a fun question for me. So what year were you born? 94. God damn. It's <laughs> <laughs> the year I got to high school. Oh, boy, that's when he got to high school. <laughs> well, I got to high school. But, like, well, let me ask you, like, why, why, um, was you not, did you not, well, how come you ain't got no tattoos on your face? What happened? Um, I'm, I think I'm just, I don't know. Cap, I'm, you got a different I, look. You got a, yeah, you got a I, clean cut looking rapper, bro. Yeah, and I don't like doing stuff just for quick clout, I guess mm. people call it. You know, I don't do stuff for quick clout. I just, like, honestly, that's what people doing and they going viral nowadays. I just stay to myself. Like, if I like it, I'm going to do it. If I don't. I'm not gonna do it. Not riding any waves. Yeah, I ain't riding no waves. That's not what I'm on. Um, how'd you get into the rap game? Uh, I got into rapping, being from the South, being from the A. Atlanta. Uh, one thing about it, like a lot of us cats who really blowing up, I knew all them from when we was young, and Atlanta is just like a melting pot of talent. We all started when we was young. Um, nobody really knew us, but we was out there grinding in the streets. And it just took off, and I was just a product of the environment. And I, I, I already love rap, but me being, I was kind of a little shy kid back then. I ain't really, I knew I could rap, but until I seen like people my age rapping, I was like, you know what, I could do this, and I just started rapping. Hmm. Yeah. What What is it about Atlanta? Um, the hip hop scene in Atlanta, y'all seem to really. For the most part, obviously you got your beats like you got anywhere else. Yeah. But especially amongst the younger kids, like y'all seem to really fuck with each other in Atlanta. Y'all it seem did. to really work together. Definitely. Whereas um, other places in hip hop, it's been traditionally very, very competitive, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it seems like the dudes in the A, like it's love. Like why is that? I feel like uh, it's just we all came up together, and even if we didn't, it's just the culture is. It's like we all trying to win. It ain't. Like that's one. It's a crazy thing. We got southern hospitality. Like we ain't really. 
it's crazy because I do hear that a lot in other cities. Like a lot of people be hating on a lot of people. People be getting killed. You know what I'm saying? It's messed up. But in our city, like we work together, and I feel like that's why we winning too. Yeah, you know that's why mean? y'all keeping it because man, yeah. like you can, if I've been put up on so much new music just by staying plugged in. If I listen to some shit that QC is putting out, I hear all mm -hmm. of these rappers I ain't never heard of. Then I go listen to their music, and they yeah. put their homies on, and they put yeah. their homies on it before. You got a whole playlist Definitely. from the A, all of these dudes, and it's like that's how it used to be for a time. Yeah, before beef started selling. Yeah, and now that it's selling, you know, it went that way for a while. Appreciate that, Fifty. But <laughs> yeah. um, that's not this to them. That's my dude. But like, yeah, he's a good guy. But I'm just yeah. saying, you know, it seems like he's coming back. Now, for you personally, you're Mexican. Yeah. The reason why, uh, like, I reached out to you to have you on the podcast, you know, was because obviously everybody knows what you're doing, but also because you have a unique perspective on what's going on right now with the immigration situation mm -hmm. um, in, in, in this country and, you know, parents being separated from their children and the zero tolerance policy of the Trump administration. It's very rare that you hear to someone from someone who actually has been affected by it or actually, should I say, uh, knows people yeah. that have uh, been affected by it. So why don't you yes, tell sir. us a little bit about your story and your, your background and stuff? Uh, well, one of the, one of those reasons why I'm here today is because of my family doing that. Um, like I said, I'm Mexican. My family comes from Mexico. They had to cross the border in order to get here. My mom, she has the brains of our family. She was smart enough to know that, you know, America has the American dream. I'm the last of six children. Always growing up through my household, it was always like, you know, I hear my mom on the phone. You know, whether my cousin, my uncle, a friend, you know, somebody always getting deported. Even um, my bro that's my brother right there. That's my mm -hmm. manager. Um, he's from Mexico. He was about to get deported when he was like, what, high school or middle school? Yeah, ninth grade. Like, it was crazy. Ninth like, grade, they were getting ready to deport him and send like, him back gone. to Mexico. Our whole family, right? Our whole family. I was young, though. I was like a little kid. They all way older than me, but I ain't know what was going on until I got older. But my mom... And it's crazy because my mom comes from nothing, has no education. Um, she had to drop out of school, like, when she was in elementary school, you know, in order to take care of her family. So, like, but my mom just always been smart enough. I don't even know how she did it, but she got a lawyer. And I don't even know how she know about a lawyer, but she got a lawyer. And she saved us, man, because my whole family was out of there. They was trying to deport us and kick us out. So... Like when they were, when they were, I assume talking to your brother now. Yeah. I assume when they were going to send you back. Had you grown up in Mexico? Did you know? No, I've been here since I was three. So, talking to the mic. Yeah. So you just sit down. If you sit down, it's gonna it's gonna catch you. So you've been in the U.S. since you was three. Yeah. And if they would have deported you, they would have essentially sent you back to some place where. You kind of didn't know what was going on as far as like, or did you have, did you have enough knowledge of Mexico? If they had sent you back there, you would have been okay. Uh, I mean, I think I would have been okay just on some, you know, hustling. You right, know, just who but, you are. Uh, but not, not really. I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that culture or whatever. Right. I just so, knew it from, you know, from watching it from here. So, I guess my question to you guys is, you know, your mother overcame, and you guys are here mm -hmm. uh, in the United States, succeeding, adding to. Uh, our culture, um, adding to people's experiences here, uh, being positive. What does it feel like when people say that people that come um, from Mexico are coming here to exploit America, to take jobs, mm -hmm. to hurt Americans, and they feel like the only way to deal with the situation is to stop people, to deport them, um, and it, it feels like Mexican-Americans are painted as or excuse not Mexican-Americans, but Mexicans trying to come to America are painted as leeches or people who are looking to exploit the system. How does that make y'all feel when y'all hear that? Uh, I don't like it. You know, I feel like I feel like we coming here to, to, you know, better ourselves as anyone would do. And even like, I know they say like we, we take jobs, you know, all that, but honestly, we do, man, I got... Like, we really come from that. So, like, we got people, man, we doing jobs, like, honestly, that people not even going to do. Like, 
like like from you know in the kitchen and getting paid way lower you know what i'm saying we're doing real jobs like working outside cutting grass like uh farm working all that like jobs like that and we just trying to make something of ourselves and i be seeing people now to this day like i be seeing them like you know it's just crazy i wish the government i don't really know a lot about politics but who whoever make those laws man i just wish we could go around it and make these laws better you know what i'm saying that's that's what i wish because i feel like we even got something to do with the economy i may say you know from from us working from from our culture you know everybody loves mexican food all that you know what i mean that's I just crazy seen, to me it's i just seen the government official uh one of the people who was uh the reason why you know those families were were being separated and he eating in a mexican restaurant right you they, know they, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, it's like it was what that's crazy to me what's mm -hmm. crazy is that it, it seems like sometimes people here in the united states of america are so apt to uh, they love every part of the culture except yeah. for the people. Yeah, that's true. They love how you drink. They love how you <laughs> party. They love yeah. how you eat. They love how you talk. They love how you box. Yeah. They love how you do all of those things. They love everything about your culture yeah. except when it comes time to show a little humanity to you. I also listened so. to this thing. Um, I listened to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. You guys were telling me about that. It was talking about how a lot of the immigration laws, because it used to be a point. This is interesting. This is an interesting concept. Lauren, try to stop staring at <laughs> Cap's necklace. <laughs> and, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. By the way, I want to yeah, say something. Crazy. You know want, the whole room is here, so you don't got to just get me. I, I want to say something. <laughs> we'll we'll get to Maddie in a second. I want to say something, too. <laughs> it's crazy, because if I didn't know Cap G was Mexican, I would think he was like, it's a light skinned nigga. Cause this dude, <laughs> you wouldn't think that because all you see is rapper. But <laughs> but but he just, boy, he just yeah. you know what I'm saying? Louisiana, a lot of dudes look like that. You look like my homeboy Ryan. But well like <laughs> what like but what I'm saying is there used to be a set of immigration rules, right? Where people would migrate what's called circular, meaning they would come here and they would work for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then six months to a year they would go back. Mm -hmm. They would come here and they would they would stay for a little while. Uh, they would work, then mm -hmm. they would go back, right? And it wasn't a permanent thing. What happened was the immigration laws in the mid-70s, uh, they became so strict and so tight that the ways to get to America, they, um, they shrank them. Crazy. So you couldn't just come across now. There was only a couple of ways. And it was too dangerous to go back. Yeah. So once you came here, you had to stay. Yeah. Because you couldn't really go back to Mexico because it was very dangerous. Like it was cold. It was like there were different it's cold at night, should I say there were there were there weren't as many ways to get across here. Yeah. The people that you know, like your mom mm -hmm. that came here, she's she's from Mexico. Yes. Um how does she view America? Um I feel like she views America uh, with, with, it has a lot of opportunities. She she definitely loves it way more as far as like where she comes from, her climate, her her neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? A house. I was always in the house. She kept us in the house, a, a nice or apartment. So like from there is huts, all that. So I, I she definitely loved it. You know what I'm saying for the opportunity. You feel like. You guys have a different type of love for America, being that you saw someone escape. And, you know, a lot of respect and a lot of love for people south of the border. They working hard. They doing things. They living the best kind of life and community life that they can. But do you guys feel like you look at America in a different way than we might? Like, you know, obviously my ancestors were slaves, but my family's been here for generations. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to still assert my American dream. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are essentially are the American dream. Mm -hmm. She comes. She comes here, and now her son got the Balenciagas on. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'm what I'm trying to get to is, do you think that there's a possibility that your mom might even love America more than some Americans that that haven't been here three or four generations because it changed her life and her kids' lives like right away. Heck yeah, she she definitely got a different because it's coming from a different perspective. You know, a lot of times people could get you know people who are already here they didn't have to go through all that what we had to go through so like we got a 
a extra like extra extra love for America. You know what I'm saying? Cause like you said, I'm out here, Rolex, diamonds, Balenciagas. Like, you know, it it really it puts you it puts you in a different different way just from opportunities, man. So like, yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Definitely. Let's talk about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um. I saw you put on Instagram that you you supported Donald Trump and you loved him and you voted for him for president. No, I'm just fucking with you. You're crazy. Uh, like, um, uh, I saw I went to I went to Cap G's Instagram. It said "Viva la Trump." I was like, "What?" Viva la Trump. No. I was like, "What? Is this? this not the girlfriend dude with Viva la dump. So you see him sitting there and you see him talking about Mexicans and and, and, mm-hmm. and paying all people south of the border in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um. But also you see that he wasn't really rebuked for it. He was rewarded. Mm-hmm. He said all of these things about Mexicans, and he's, he's acting this way towards Mexicans, and they gave him the presidency for it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? What do you, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about Trump, and how do you feel about the fact that we put Trump in the White House, this country did? Um, it, just, it just says a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. It just says that it's still... A lot, a lot of people who I feel like it's just a lot of racism. Cause honestly, it's you can see it when he's doing his campaign from even now. Like, like it was just straight disrespect for everything. A lot of stuff that he was saying, you know, it's very disrespectful. And at a you know presidential campaign, you know what I mean. So it's like, hey, it it is what it is. It just says that it's some people who don't really. I say racism is still alive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's some negative people out there. You know what I mean? That's what I think. How, how, how do you feel like black people and brown people need to relate to one another? Because, you know, for a while out here in L.A., especially when I first got here, mm-hmm. well, I'm from Louisiana, um, and my rule in Louisiana was if you ain't white, you're on my side. And that's not saying that they're not some white people that are on my side. I just mm-hmm. didn't expect them to be on my side because I grew up in the deep south. Yeah. I got a lot of good white friends in here. I got Your whole staff. Maddie is white. <laughs> Jason, I'm not sure about him. You know what I mean? Jason, I'm not really sure about him. But um, uh, you know, in Louisiana, I always looked at people of color yeah. as being allies. But mm-hmm. when I came out here to LA, uh, when I got out here like '06, there was mass static, at least perceived static between yeah. black and brown people. Do you mm-hmm. feel like we're past that? I think we kind of are. Um, and also, should we? be um, more proactive black people and brown people and working together because so many of our problems are similar. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was just about to say that a lot of our problems similar, even the way we live, you know, away from problems, just stuff that we do, the way we live is like we, we, we pretty much the same. We just do it in a different way. We all my we minorities, you know what I'm saying? And it's like it's 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 that should have been done, you know what I mean? But I love how it's going now. Like you said, I've heard about that. I'm not from Cali, but I heard about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Blacks and Browns always getting, you know, getting getting into it with each other. But now I'm starting to see that change, and that's the that's the good thing about it. I feel like we do need to overcome that and come together because we go through the same stuff. What do the Mexicans in Atlanta do? Like, what are y'all? Because I never, I never, I'm not going to lie, I've been in Atlanta, I never yeah. seen the Mexicans out there. But oh, for real, yeah. So, like, uh, the Mexicans out there, we, like, kind of on the outskirts. Um, me, I, I'm from the south side, like, right there by the airport. So, uh, I grew up in the majority African-American neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah. I can tell, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say uh, it's crazy because, like, how I dress now, I've been I've been dressing like this. Well, not this expensive, but just saying, like, <laughs> nah, for real, like for real, like I've been dressing like this. You know what I'm saying? Like from elementary school, my right. um being in Air Forces, uh, Reeboks, just that whole culture of hip hop. You know that that comes from the African Americans. I got a big, deep love uh, for y'all, and it's crazy because now it's, it's it seems like more Mexicans are are just kind of evolving because like when I was young all the Mexicans were I would just say first generation and they were like you know I, I feel like we we know like cowboy boots um mm. just how we dress you know 
that's that's what they was doing. Um, Listening to that Pedro, you know Infante. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. narco corridos. So like, yeah. Nowadays, um, it's changing, man. I see kids dressing like me who in elementary, middle school, high school. So yeah, the culture's diffusing. Yeah, the culture man. is changing definitely. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's it's an evolution, and I feel like what else they what else we do out there? I feel like that's that's about it though. I never really grew up on that side where all the Mexicans was at. You know what I'm saying, but I just could see it changing. You know what I mean. So when hip, when when people say that hip hop is a culture, and not a specific race, and not a specific ethnicity, you're really kind of a living testament to that because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about rap, and obviously you want to keep rap because blacks and Latinos started rap, right? Um, you want to you want to make sure you pay homage to those people, but it's actually something that can be quite unifying mm-hmm. because we listen to the same music, we dress the same, definitely, and we can kind of tell our stories. In the, uh, in in the same way, uh, when you when you're in the middle of this debate, right? When yeah. you're when you see this debate, because as a black dude, I look at things and sometimes I get mad, but then sometimes I get pissed the fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> like sometimes I see something. If I see somebody get kicked out of a uh, of a restaurant because they're black or they get their service is bad because they're black, I get mad, right? Mm-hmm. But when I see something like Trayvon Martin yeah. or Mike Brown, yeah. sometimes it makes me want to hurt somebody. And the reason why is because I think nephews, little brothers, all of these people. Yeah. I think, please, God, don't let me get a call one day mm-hmm. and say that being black was enough for my little brother or one of my nephews to yeah. get taken off this earth, right? Yeah. We haven't seen parents separated from their kids like this since slavery mm-hmm. when you see that on television mm-hmm. mexican kids mm-hmm. in cages mm-hmm. uh you know separated away from their parents lice eating their bodies up mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that mm-hmm. but you and your brother like how does that make y'all feel that people that look just like y'all have y'all same culture being treated that way oh uh, man that hurt my heart you know what i'm saying that that's sad it's sad uh and that's why a lot of times I speak about it because I know I have this platform. A lot of people listening to me, they know me. I guess I'm a popular guy, so I always speak about it because it don't hurt. And it definitely something got to be done about it. it. It It's bad, though. That's not good. Like, kids, you know, away from their parents. Even now, I'm reading about it. They saying uh, for every 40 kids, only, like, Two people could find their parents. They still trying to find their parents. Some of I read. Some of them said this is a true thing. I'm some of them. Mm-hmm. The guy was on NPR saying, a lot of these kids might never see their parents again. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's sad, dog. Like even from like that's one thing from growing up with 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 my black homies, African Americans. A lot of them never had their dads. Man, I always mm-hmm. had my mom and dad, and I always seen. They, they never really had their dads, whether they wasn't in their life or they did, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? And I always paid attention to that. So, like, I know it's in a different way, but, like, if you, growing up with your parents, it's hard, man. Like, it's the reason why a lot of, a lot of sometimes it, get, it gets us in trouble. You know, parents put you, tell you what's right or wrong, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that, and give you that safety net as well. It's where you go and to feel safe, Definitely. to be away from the rest of the Definitely, world. Definitely, so man. Your, your pops... Your yeah. moms, these are the people that when you see them, even psychologically, you feel safe. You feel at ease. You feel like, okay, I've been in situations with my pops where the whole world was falling apart, but just because he was right there, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be straight. Yeah. But if you put me in that same situation Definitely. and you take my dad away, mm-hmm. you take my manhood away, you take my mom away, you take my compassion away, and I got to yeah. figure it out by myself. Yeah. That's not, that's going to be for a kid, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, dog. Sad, probably never going to see their parents again, but hey, yeah. that's that's the uh, government God, for you, dog. Got figured out. Lauren, was you going to say something real quick? <laughs> it is sad. We're not trying to, listen, Lauren, we're just talking about real life situations. We're not trying to make you depressed now. These are Cap G's people. Like you sitting over there sad like it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Mm-hmm. 
So there are a couple things about the immigration situation that we should point out, okay? Uh, the scale of what's going on right now is bigger. And the reason why the scale is bigger is because under Trump's zero tolerance policy, this has happened more times. However, separating, pa- separating kids from parents is something that's been going on for a while at the border. It's been going on. A lot of the pictures and a lot of the things that, that you've seen uh, were from 2014. Now, what's up right now is a comp- unaccompanied minors being at the border, kids coming by themselves. Uh, and the parent, the separations are way up, obviously, because of the zero tolerance policy. And the reason why that's important to say is because I don't want people to think that shitting on minorities started when Donald Trump got in office. Shitting on minorities is the American way. So I don't want people to think that Donald Trump invented it. What he's done is he's exacerbated it and he's made it a lot a lot more visible because he does it and then looks at everybody that's calling him out for it and says fuck you. Mm. Um what uh, is there anything that you're thinking about doing or any way that you want to help? Is there ha- have people been coming to you because you're uh, you know a, a big time voice mm-hmm. and the only other Mexican rapper I can think of is one other guy out there that's doing his thing on a major level. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he cares. Uh, I haven't heard. Did he? Takashi69. He actually posted that he couldn't do a certain show because of like immigration stuff that was happening. So, I mean, and he posted it. That's, that's because of immigration stuff that was happening with him going to the United Kingdom because yeah, they're like, afraid I mean, I don't think because, because niggas want to kill him. I don't think because he's like a. <laughs> A troll or whatever you can't. I don't think that you can just say that's he fair. Care. I did not see that's not what I said. See what I'm saying? Fake news. What, did you what I said was, I said, I don't know if he cares because I haven't heard him talk well, about it, but maybe I he has. Lauren, why that? Because you embarrass like, me in front of Cap G. No, I mean, <laughs> I just crazy. think that I just think that it's a serious thing. And, it is, you know? but what I, like, what, what can we do? Like, how you tell you tell me, like, I, I'm, a, I'm upset about this, right? Yeah. I'm upset about this as an American, I'm upset about this as a man, I'm upset about this. As somebody, somebody who will one day want to have a family, yeah. what do you think? How should we handle this as Americans? Um, I feel like it doesn't hurt to, sh- to go ahead and just start the process. You know, we got to start somewhere. I feel like, um, like you just said, uh, rappers, people who got voices, like we got, we got to, we got to talk about it. We got to spread it out. Everybody got to say something about it. If you care about it, you know what I'm saying. You got to say something to spread this awareness. Uh, we got to touch the youth some more. You know what I mean? We got to go to where these uh, brown kids at, these black kids at, you know, we got to talk to them because a lot of these people don't, they don't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? So we got to spread that leadership and tell them the right way to go and don't tell them the wrong way to go. Mm-hmm. So we got to start somewhere. You know, I don't know if we could talk to politics and all that, but we can do everything that awareness. we know we can do. You awareness, know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. that's what we need to do. Yeah. Get people informed, get them involved, let them know there's people out there that that that, that care about it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. So, on a rap tip. Yeah. Musically. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, like, I always ask rappers this, and I'm always interested in their answer. Mm-hmm. What's your goal in the rap game? Um, my goal is honestly to 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 leave a big enough mark for this world where when I'm not here, you know what I mean. My 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 name gonna be here forever. Mm. You know what I mean. That's my goal. So twenty three, we're not gonna talk about you not being here. You got a long ass life. Yeah, yeah, here. definitely. I definitely yeah. don't want to talk that into existence. But definitely, yeah, man. That's what my goal. Is. So that's. If I be, that that means if I get six Grammys, a hundred Grammys, I sell, go diamond, whatever comes with it, man. Or if I'm just known as a leader, hey, as long as people know my name, though. Right. You know what I mean? So speaking of speaking things into existence, it's a tumultuous time for young rappers, man. Uh, we lost two of them mm-hmm. last week. It just seems to be a lot of static, a lot of, a lot of different things. What was your reaction when you heard about the passing of XXX and Tassion. Oh man, I was, that was crazy. I was driving, I seen the first news that he got shot first. I instantly like prayed for bro. Like um, we was on the same double XL freshman class. He was on there with you. Yup, yup, that was my first time meeting him. And 
solid dude, cool dude, and I ain't know him like that, but I I want I want wish that upon nobody. So when I first seen he got shot, and on top of that, I'm a big fan of his work. I love uh, the project he just dropped, and um, I was like, yo, this man too talented to to leave now. Like mm -hmm. they said he had no post, so I'm like, I, I did a prayer for him. And then maybe like an hour later or something, I seen that he was dead. It was just crazy. Like, I ain't even go out that day. Um, I was just really chilling in the crib. And yeah, that one hurt me, though. That one hurt me. How does that change? Does that in any way, you see something like that happen, it's so real, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Does that in any way change your approach? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it changed the way I move, even though I already moved um, on my P's and Q's. And especially how, uh, where I'm from right now, it, it's, it's going crazy with, with the youth. Um, prayers for the youth in Atlanta. So it's like when you move around, just got to be with your P's and Q's. And you got to now me being a rapper, though, and I see that somebody who is another successful rapper could be, you know, killed, murdered like that. You really just got to be careful, man. Just got to be careful. So let me tell you something that happens. I tell you, this is this is it's an interesting thing. It happens to to most everyone unless you directly involved with hip hop or whatever art you're talking about. What happens is, like I'm 21, it's 2001, 2002. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, saying? I'm 21, I'm 22. And during that time, whatever the most violent, aggressive rap is out. Mm -hmm. It was 50. It was all of this other shit is out. I'm yeah. bumping it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I've never been arrested. I'm I'm rolling around, talking many men wish death upon me, looking at people like yo, yeah. man, I'm a gangster. The fuck, <laughs> all right? Like you, the aggressive music it fuels you, it makes you feel good, it makes you feel alive. You go out with your boys, you have fights at the club, you're doing all of this stuff, right? Yeah. What ends up happening is, you start surviving stuff. You start mm -hmm. surviving. You know, I get a call, 2003. Yo, they found Jason. Shot in the back, car still running, he dead. Get a call 2006, yo, George is dead. Like all of these guys are dropping off the place of the end, right? All of, the, all of these dudes are dying, they're dying for real. They're not dying on rap songs. Like dudes in South Baton Rouge are getting killed, you know them. Mm -hmm. Delvin, Tedford, all of these guys that I know, just boom, boom, boom. We go into all of these funerals, we can't understand what's happening, but it's real. You mm -hmm. get to this age now, and you just stop wanting to see that happen. Yeah. I mean, not that you wanted to see it happen before. You just don't want to see anybody make yeah. wrong decisions that get them killed. And sometimes you listen to the hip hop and you go, shit. I wish we could take the Draco and put it down for just a couple of songs yeah. so everybody could have a good time. And yeah. it's not like you want to parent people. But you definitely want to make sure that we're not reinforcing something that ends up for somebody else getting killed. And I know it's art. I know it's real. Yeah. I know it's how people grow up. For you and for other rappers, what's a realistic expectation of where the music and the art stops and the reality begins? Like, how real does it get before we start to have conversations about niggas just saying fly shit with guns and dope? to sell records and it's actually hurting young people. Do you feel that responsibility in your music? Do you think people should? How do you feel about it? Uh, I feel like I don't really know what to say about the other ones because I feel like my music, you know, you know, that's not me. I'm not the one who out here shooter killing folks. So my music never going to really make nobody want, you know what I'm saying, affect the crime rate. But as the artists out here, you know, I can't really speak on it because, mm. especially even being from the A, I know a lot of these dudes and this really their life, you know what I'm saying? Word. So like, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to touch on because it's like, it's art, like you said, you know, and it does affect in a negative and a positive way, you know what I'm saying? But it's like a lot of them, they just expressing themselves what they came from, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just, a, it's hard to touch on. It is, on. you know, you're right yeah. about that because it's like, you know, a lot of these guys came up hard. Man, I was watching the Breakfast Club interview with 21 Savage. Yeah. And he was talking about his life. God bless that young man because even to be here and to be, forget about being a successful rapper. Mm -hmm. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's like some Charles Dickens fucking, like, that nigga had it tough, bro. Yeah. So, I, I get it. 
you know, I just I'm always trying to figure like, once you get to become like an old nigga. Yeah. You start the first thing you the first way that you know you're an old nigga is you're on the basketball court, right? <laughs> and you just fucked over a kid on the basketball court. And before leaving the basketball court, you you don't just talk shit to him. You go, come over here, man. Let me show you this post moves, youngster. <laughs> come over here, man. You, you got a real good left hand. But let, yeah. me, let me tell you, because all you really want is to see him succeed. Yeah. Like, I just want to see young brothers succeed. The thing with X and the rest of some of these other dudes, like, yeah. Um, even with Takashi 6 9 I watch him and I go, yo, why? See. Get the money. Yeah. Have sex with all the ladies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. Why? Do you feel like you ever feel the need to be controversial, to stand out in this current climate? You ever feel like, man, I need to do this. I need to be here. I need to do this. I need a, a shtick or a gimmick or something. Uh, Nah. I mean, that definitely would make me stand out, dog. But I'm just one of the ones who, man, I just, I feel like I'm one of the last of those kind. I ain't really going to do all that. You know what I mean? I'm going to just let let my music and everything speak for itself. I ain't the type to go do that. Like, hey, give me the Draco, give me whatever, gonna get all the likes on IG. Mm -hmm. I ain't really, yeah, I ain't really gonna do that. But, or with the controversy, I'm more, if it's a real problem, it's a real problem. problem I'm not you. gonna make something, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just never been like that, though, since I was young. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to switch up like that. I can't, I couldn't do it. Just keeping it real. Yeah. So, um, this is a topic that uh, I feel like Lauren will really get into. <laughs> Cap, how many how many DMs you get per day? Oh man, from chicks, <laughs> from chicks. How many uh, DMs you get from chicks? But besides, look, take Lauren's DMs out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, like how, how many did like who like who like they hit you up? They come. How, yeah, how do yes, you, sir. They, <laughs> yes, sir. They do be coming. They do be coming. Well, how do you how do you deal? How do you stay focused? Because if like once again, if if what would what really would have taken me out of the game. <laughs> Wouldn't it even been drugs? But if I was him yeah, with the DMs yeah. that he probably getting, yeah, ten kids, yeah, but ten kids minimum by yeah. twenty five. How do you oh, how man. do you deal with it, man? Nah, hey, uh, I guess uh, he's like I, I deal know. with it. I fuck them all. That's what he's. <laughs> that's how I deal. Nah, with it. I actually been chilling nowadays though. I ain't gonna lie though. When I first got a piece of that though, like of that. That, I guess fame, we'll call it fame. Folks just him my DM. I did go crazy though. <laughs> I be man, it be it be some little attractive girls hear me. I don't even. I'm a little stiff right now. I don't be really worrying about that because I just got a a certain goal now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't live. I didn't did that. I'm still gonna keep living it, but I just really I'm trying to reach a certain point in my career. So. I need all the time to myself if I got time, but if it mean for me to text you all day and stuff, unless you just one of them ones, you know what I mean? But I yeah, I just got a certain goal for myself, you know what I'm saying? Is but, there is there like a way to kind of tell whether or not she's real? Is there like a... Is oh, there, yeah. How, how do you it tell? Is. I, I got to look through them pics, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and then it be, man, hey, the world crazy nowadays because... Maybe a girl with all that surgery, you be like, I start quit like, this a boy or a girl? I don't mm. know. Mm. And then I just don't even reply to that when I got to think about that. Then, you know, you get, man, you got the setups and stuff. I don't never go the to The setups no are crazy. Listen, uh -uh. I, what, I, I got to ask about this. I want everybody's opinion on this. <laughs> Everyone's opinion on this. Everybody. So I get it that okay, a, a couple of different a couple of different situations. I looked at a couple situations. Number one, I looked at the first situation with the girl in future. What's the girl that I'm good, love, enjoy? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't work out with future to where they get to have a fun time wherever they was going. Am I wrong for feeling that she shouldn't have just <laughs> outed that man like while like wilding, like trying to was that Lauren? What do you He's future. Like, what do you mean? I think that that's a what comes first of all, it's probably a random girl from a DM. And Do you know the story? I know that he, he she was like an artist. So, so this no no no, it's no. I don't know if she was an artist or not. She was in the studio. And by the way, not all ladies that's in the studios is artists. I know that. All right? but I'm just so like so I, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying she wasn't an artist. What I'm saying is this: this is the situation. I'm just asking this question. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm not gonna be woke for five minutes. <laughs> everybody wants me to be woke at all times now. I'm just gonna ask this question as a dumbass dude. She was going out there. This, this story is old. Now, it's happened a couple of more times where ladies are, like, exposing men. But, like, she was going out there to visit Future. 
Apparently, Future was supposed to uh, to pay. Future was gonna pay for the flight. Mm-hmm. She gets there. She gets in the hotel. Okay. She gets in. She gets in the hotel, and then Future, uh, she Future says, "Yo, when I come back, you know, I want you to have some lingerie on." Now, obviously, if you're Future and you flew this girl out, yeah, you think, "Yo, that's cool." Well, she said, "I'm not trying to fuck you like that." And then when she came back from wherever she was, her car didn't work for her hotel. Future had said, "Fuck it," and then he hit her with the "I'm good, enjoy." Was Future wrong? Serious question. I think he was cool with me. He did. <laughs> I think that's the play it, way to go. Right? It's her choice, though. Like I mean, but like every, on, on her end, it's like if you are getting flown out by Future yeah. and you're sitting in a hotel room waiting for, what do you think is about to happen? Like right. you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, that's I feel like yeah, like honestly, it's like you kind of know what's going on. And by the way, and by the way, and by the way, he didn't like say yo. Bitch, blah yeah, blah blah. I'm future. He didn't do none player, of that. Kept the player 1K. He said, I'm good, love, enjoy. <laughs> right, I'm good, love, and enjoy. And also, too, certain artists, like, people have reputations as well. So it's like, you, you don't take a rocket scientist to know what future is flying you there for. So mm-hmm. it's like, you kind of you kind of set yourself up so she couldn't be upset. But she he was respectful. just be like, okay, your fault. You shouldn't have brought me here. And then I saw this other situation where this the Fab hit this chick up. Uh, oh, that was crazy. Well, Fab didn't even say anything. Yeah. All Fab said was like, "You don't oh, even you know why he's hitting yeah, you." Yeah, that's right. why. I and that's that not me. Crazy. You know, I know Fab has some other issues and all of that stuff but like Fab that. Fab is known for having the ladies, though. So. Yeah. But it, it was. I thought that was crazy too, because I'm like, he could have been asking you that because he liked the way you look and mm-hmm. he wants to put you in a video, or I don't know. Like right. she didn't know. She just went straight to. Yeah, she threw a spade out quick. She yeah, was, it's like low key was like <laughs> she was like that was her moment. Now she's like boom. Her followers <laughs> popping now. So what's the furthest a, a girl has gone to get the attention of Cap G? Uh, Cap G. Um, I don't even know it. I think now they folks just in that DM. All that DM, that DM, <laughs> that DM. They send them news too. That I think that's the farthest. They send you news through Instagram. Yeah, that what they do. They send them news through the DM. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. look, 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 look at Maddie. Maddie, our producer. Look at Maddie. This is all foreign to me. Like, like Maddie's like, Maddie has no clue. Like, when he says news, does he mean naked pictures? Like, of a woman? Well, to the DMs? Why? Why would she do such I a don't thing? Wanna, I don't know what a fucking nude is, Van. Jesus I don't know. Christ. I don't know. Um, married. But this. He's married. He knows what news are. Oh, all right, listen. Y'all give it up for Cap G, man. Yeah. Yes, y'all give it up for Cap G. Real quick. Tell them what you got coming out, what's popping, what's going on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I got a new project coming out soon, probably like next month. It's going to be called No Cap. Um, new music dropping soon. Uh, and, yeah, you already know, Cap G, you can always just. You doing like, any acting? Uh, I want to. I, I haven't did nothing since the movie Dope. Uh, it's just a different. Saw you in that. Yeah, yeah. That was, it's just that was dope. A, appreciate that. Yeah. It's a different industry. I don't, I don't know. I'm more of a. Uh, just put me in the game. I do study, you know what I'm saying? When I got my lines, I studied. And, but I actually just got the role from who I knew. But I did try out for it. Like, I tried to do an audition, and it just ain't the same shit. Like, you got to, I don't know. It, I'm like the type of dude, you throw me out there when it's time, I'm going to get it done. Right. So, yeah, it's just a different world. I got to put more time into it, but anybody I you, want Anybody to. you want to work with, rap-wise, coming up that you haven't worked with yet? Um, rap-wise... Uh, definitely, I I see. Um, I want to work with Jay Balvin. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah like yeah. the kind of like the, the yeah, um, like the Latin. You know what I'm saying? The right. la- the Latin vibes. I like I like the how it's coming up. You know, I like it. Uh, I never really even listened to Latin music growing up, besides like music like um, Selena and J Lo, and of course the rap. You know, fat from Fat Joe, Big Pun, Cypress Hill. But, like, I'm getting more into that now. So, like, you know, the J Balvin vibes, Bad Bunny vibes, Ozuma, Ozuna, um, stuff like that. And as far as in hip-hop, though, I definitely want to work with people like Kanye. Um, what? Even though he did that shit. What? You know what I'm saying? Kanye, man. What? Hold on for a second. I'm the type, if I meet him, though, I'm going to keep it 100, though, what, 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 what you want to work with? You come in here. Yeah, we yeah. was just vibing, man. I was about to post pictures talking about this is my little hey, essay homeboy and whatnot. I'm the type, but listen, man, I'm Tell the type. Me. I'm the type that, like, I'm a. I don't know, cause I got I got friends, and you get caught up in this lifestyle. I'm the I type who gonna tell you. Honesty, man. I ain't gonna tell you that. You know, hey, tell you yes. I ain't gonna be that yes, man. If I, 
when the right right time is right, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, and I meet bro and we become cool like got to like, you know, got to cuz I, I don't I still don't yeah, like musical I'm with genius. you though. I still don't agree with bro, you know Listen, what I'm saying? But I, I do feel he's a musical genius. Once again, don't agree with him. Yeah. But ain't nobody don't nobody want to see a hip hop culture without Kanye. Of course. Kanye of course. West. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody want to see the culture without Kanye. No one wants. I mean, some people might want. I'm saying I don't want. Yeah. When I was when I was talking to him, I was talking mm-hmm. to him as my brother who had hurt me and I feel like was hurting us collectively. Yeah. You too when you empower Donald Trump, yes, you empower someone that's trying to yes, sir. That, that's that's aiming at black and brown people. But you know, I feel like he got a little tightened up, and you know. Yeah, I feel like he did get uh, tightened up, especially yeah. even from the interview uh, which y'all had did. Like you could just, I don't know, I, I ain't heard him say nothing about it, you know, after the fact. But I feel like you know he definitely seen the wrongs in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you say you want to work with, uh, you want to work with Kanye West? Jay, uh, I want to, I want to work with Jay and and it's just a lot of the goats. greats, you know, the goats, but I want, not even now, I just, when I deserve that, because those the goats, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I still got a lot to do, you know what I mean? But mm. when I deserve that, though, I definitely want to work with those guys. Man, you know what? Last time, we're going to get him out of here, but give <laughs> up for Cap. Yeah. He's a humble, yeah, sure. he's a good dude, man. He got the banging music. Lauren over here can't wait till this is over so <laughs> she can... You get to slide into the DMs and stuff like that. All right, man. We out. Listen, you guys, yes, before sir. I leave, I want to say one thing, man. We appreciate Cap G popping by the red pill. But I, I want to encourage people to do something. I want to encourage people to think about what kind of America you want. And I'm going to give this little message. And it has nothing to do with politics, right? I, I want people to consider the the country, what it means to them, and take put politics aside. Forget about whether or not you believe in a big military or a small military. Forget about whether or not you believe in, in, in your pro-life or your pro-choice. Think about what kind of country you want to represent you. Think about what type of America you'd be proud to call yourself a citizen of. Obviously, uh, America has its problem and historically has, has, its, has had its problems. But when you think about the type of nation that would separate parents for their, from their children, when you think about the type of nation um, uh, that would marginalize people uh, based upon where they come from, how they speak, what they say. When you think about a country uh, that seems to be in open warfare against decency, not we're not even talking about politics here. We're talking about decency. Wouldn't do you want to live in a place where, if there are issues of immigration at the border, that we, we we dealt with them with compassion and as human beings and with a general respect? I saw something a couple of days ago where there was a guy on Fox News that said the kids at the border that they're not our children. So in some way, because they're not our children, he said they're not from Idaho or Texas. His name is Brian Kilmeade. Um, that we should be less concerned with the life of a child. I want you to consider what you have to do to defeat that person, what you have to do to defeat rhetoric that will reduce children, children, the most innocent of us, to political pawns, all right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to people who don't deserve, who are lesser than. And if we do that, if we really just ask ourselves, forget about what we disagree on because we can always grow to agree. If we ask ourselves like what kind of country we wanna be, what kind of group of people we wanna be, these questions will become very answerable. This, this is not rocket science anymore. This is easy work. Yeah. It's easy work to advocate for children. It's easy work to, to, to want civility. It's easy work to want to respect each other. All of that's easy, man. That's easy. I don't understand what the fuck is going on, but we out of here. Peace.